0: Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sekarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses and energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. So happy to be here with you today and to share a little bit about one of my favorite subjects, channeling. And I just smile a little, I laugh a little to myself when I state this is a favorite subject of mine, and it is, but it didn't always used to be. So I smile a little because the word channeling used to kind of catch me off guard, I didn't fully understand it. I thought it was way out there and um, is this socially acceptable? (laughs) So, you know, these are all of the thoughts that I was going through years ago when I was introduced to the term channel and channeling. And so it's just so funny today to look back and think, hmm, you know, and to really take in the fact that I was channeling all along. And so that's what I'd like to share is a little bit about the topic of channeling, forms of channeling, and to share with you a little bit about my journey. So I feel like everybody is a channel. We all have the abilities to bring through different frequencies of consciousness, information that we pick up and receive from the worlds around us, and whether it be information from the physical realm, an astral realm. Um, and other interdimensional existence, our higher soul light, an angel, a guide, whomever or wherever this frequency may come from, when we shine and share it and let it flow through us and amplify that vibration, we are channeling. As a channel, you can enhance the vibration with your own unique essence. And this is something that I feel is what we just do naturally throughout our day-to-day experiences. As a professional channel and one who works with others to bring through readings and healing work, it's very important, I feel, to share the channeling messages and energy from a space of neutrality, peace, and letting the frequencies of love flow through and when you have a message and you feel that you resonate with it and maybe there's a parallel or an experience that you've had that's similar, share with the recipient that, okay, I'm sharing this information with you, it parallels this, and a little bit of it is my take and and how I'm analyzing, interpreting, transcribing the information. So there are different forms of channeling and some this makes a lot of sense. And others, you're really flowing, and the words that come out really are not your own. They are specifically for their recipient and their needs, and the wording and verbiage, the cadence, is nothing like how you speak or in your lexicon. So flowing into this experience of channeling and I feel like I've just kinda dropped right into it. So what I like to do is backtrack a little and share with you some of the most common forms of channeling and just touch briefly on each aspect and share a little bit of experiences, some insights, and help you to understand the variety that we have here in the world of reading and energy work And also, if this is something you're interested in, to provide some deeper insights for you. I think one of the most natural and well accepted forms of channeling that we experience as humans are found in the arts and the creative arts. So painting, dancing, singing, poetry, storytelling, these can all be forms of channeling. Whether you're channeling an expression, and emotion, or you're tapping into another frequency that inspires and enhances this expression and emotion, it is then shared to another person or shared with yourself for later reflection or healing. And I really enjoy the aspect of music, And art, because in those experiences of absorbing and feeling the vibration of a piece of music or really taking in the essence of an art piece, we can find the parts of us open and expand. And it helps us to enhance ourselves and go within to really discover who we are a little bit more and to work through any situations that we might be having, any emotions or challenging dilemmas that we are facing. And there's this beautiful aspect too of enhancing the vibration of joy and happiness and this zest for life. What I love about the arts is that it really showcases different parts of humanity and different facets of who we are. So I have gone through many periods of life. I feel like We all do, and in some, I've had a whole set of (laughs) songs, a full playlist specifically in the same genre for the moods and the awakening stages, the healing places, and also for having fun, being joyful, driving down the road with music on, having music in my home and dancing. And when our children were young, we had some really fun children's songs, and as they got older, the soundtracks changed, the soundtrack to our life changed. But um, what I really enjoy is even going back and listening to music now it can bring you back into that space. And you might wonder, hmm, okay, if we look deep into that, why and how does that happen? Well, we tune in with memories, but a big piece of it is the vibrational essence that we reconnect with, that energetic signature. So when we are channeling, that's what what happens is we're bringing through an energetic signature for somebody else to experience along with us or to receive. And there's different types of channels and there's different types of channeling. So some, it is an activation of both parties. Some, there will be messages for both parties. But the goal and the intention should always be for the receiver. So we have the art and we have dance and we have poetry, we have storytelling. And within these experiences of sharing and showcasing talents and gifts, the artist is channeling. The frequency, the life, the light, the vibration, the essence is flowing through them. And if you've ever participated in any form of art as the artist, you know that as you relax, release, open and let go, everything begins to flow. When I was younger, I studied um, drawing. I, I was teaching myself art, how to draw, how to paint. And I wanted to really just let the essence flow through. And it took a little bit of time. I wouldn't say that I fully developed it. But what I noticed that there were two parts of me, one analyzing, trying to make the lines just right, and the other part that was flowing with it. So, you do have different parts of artistry, and you do have different sides of your brain that you can use to harness and hone in on those skills. And I find that a beautiful balance, something where both left and right, or All aspects and facets are enhanced and amplified to certain levels and bringing through different variety can be really enjoyable and can be very supportive of the maturity and also provide a deep textural experience, multifaceted experience for the receiver. So as you're thinking about channeling and Maybe you are an artist or you have other forms of channeling that you're interested in. Know that there is not a box that we have to sit in. You can bring through different essences and unique delivery, beautiful vibrations, and a different type of setup or structure in how you are sharing your gifts with the world. So flowing forward from art and dance and poetry, Another nice uh, form of channeling, one that I found to be one of my first ways of getting succinct messages, really deliberate pieces of information from outside of myself, from a higher power, even if it were to be my oversoul that wasn't fully amplified within my physical body. This form that I went to and that I love recommending to others are the oracle or tarot cards. And personally, I didn't get too in-depth with tarot, but I do love the oracle and the different box sets and the different themes and the vibration that comes through the art and the messages of the words. When you're working with a different oracle decks, you can feel the vibration of the creator You can feel the channeled message, you can feel the overall frequency of the entire set, and they're all so uniquely their own, and they all have really beautiful messages to share. So when you're doing oracle card readings, it's really nice to just flow with whatever decks you are called to, and as you are acquiring your first one or two boxes, just pick based on the vibration, the frequency, How are you feeling? How are you flowing with it? How does it make you feel? Do you resonate as you're holding it? Close your eyes. How does your body respond? And then I would take it a step further because I love to analyze things. (laughs) So I would take it a step further and maybe flip it over and see the description. And if you're able to view the cards, look at the cards. Is there one word? Are there no words? Or is there a complete paragraph and description on each card? For the beginner, I would recommend cards that have more than one word, something that has at least a few sentences or a theme, something to help you kind of like training wheels to prime and to enhance your experience as you're getting started and to train you and to support you so that you're not having to feel a lot of pressure Or a lot of judgment about yourself, feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to get this just right. What is this saying? What is this sharing? As you advance and you're working with cards and as you increase your clear gifts and you start to feel comfortable and mature in the process, then you might really find that you're drawn to the sets that don't have a lot of words on them Or if they do, that you don't begin your reading by reading the words, but you read the essence, you read the vibration. And by read, it's your wholeness, your whole body, your energy field. All of your chakras, your sensory, um, clear senses will tune in and feel and absorb, listen and receive the vibration, the frequency, the message from the card. And then you can look at it and then read the words and see what really sticks out to you. And you can also open the book and see how the words are expanded upon. Sometimes when I'm reading oracle cards, I'll be called to open the book and just pop to one little section or one sentence and share that with the receiver. And it's really nice because when you read the cards, there's a spread. And in that spread, It can be past, present, and future, or you can go further with more cards and have each spot represent something significant that you'd like to tune into for the reading. And as you start reading, you'll find there are a variety of spreads out there, and you'll start to find the ones that you really enjoy and that really you find are second nature. You just flow with them so well. So I enjoy working with oracle cards, and I went through a period of time where I didn't for a while. I was in a period of time where I was uh, enhancing my other gifts, you could say, focusing on other forms of channeling and tuning in, but the cards are really where it started for me, and I love the aspect of working with lighthearted, fun, bright, whimsical cards for children. And I find, too, that if we are going through a challenging time in life, maybe we need that little pickup, that little inspiration from some of the lighter, brighter decks. Or if we're going through a deep part of transformation and healing, if we're going inward and we're doing some deep shadow work, there might be a deck that you really enjoy for that type of an experience and a reading So I encourage you that if you are just starting out and you haven't picked up oracle cards to really look into them. They come with instructions and they can be really lovely to support the messages. You might be receiving guidance internally. You might have signs and synchronicities happen in life. And then you pull that oracle card and wow, it really confirms it. It just amplifies that message, and there it is in the physical, right in front of you for you to see. One other benefit to oracle cards, and something I highly, highly recommend, is that you take a photo of your spread. Take a photo of the card, take a photo of the description, the deck, and put a date on it, and maybe look back after a few weeks, a month or so, and really see how it played out. And there's two reasons for this. One, it's just really nice. It's really nice to see. It can be amusing. It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. Or maybe not. Maybe you're like, whoa, what happened? (laughs) I guess that funny little choice I made really did have a significance in the trajectory of my life path. And, oh, gosh hmm, that really never came through. That didn't manifest. So there's that aspect. And then there's the other aspect of understanding how to read the messages and really seeing it play out, looking back. And um, for an example, I had a recent reading and um, the reader, she used oracle cards and one of the cards was music. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And, And she read off the card and um, was really kind of searching for sense of it all, how to make sense of it all, and looking at me and my body language to see how I would respond and reply. And um, she was just saying, yeah, so do you play an instrument? Do you sing? Um, Music is going to be really important for you. And I don't play an instrument right now. I did when I was younger. I really don't sing hardly at all just for myself and um I said I don't know um I do have a set of singing bowls I work with sound instruments and so okay that's kind of where it was left and she went with that and okay well maybe that will be what what this is maybe your sound healing practice will be increasing and you'll be bringing more of your awareness to it and so I thought okay Yeah, we'll flow with it, and that is one thing when you have a reading of future events. The themes can come in, especially when it's with cards. Just flow with it. Be open to the possibilities and see how it unfolds. Well, I'm here to tell you that months later, what really happened, um, how it unfolded for me, is that one of my best friends introduced me to a whole new playlist of music, A whole new genre. I had been kind of out of the scenes for a year at least, having written the book, The Ultimate Guide to Channeling, and focusing on a few other things. I really didn't have a lot of time for rediscovering of new energies and frequencies. And so it was so wonderful to the point that I ended up enhancing my sound system in my car and really finding that that actually has become an amazing form of therapy for me, and such a wonderful way to escape things and just detox, unwind, and reset my energy. So now I love going for rides in the car, listening to the music really loud, and it was such an important and significant part of my healing space, and this part that really helped support me in my transition. So it was really, really, really interesting how it all played out. And of course, the theme was accurate. So that's just a little example. And looking back, you can kind of see, oh, okay, keep it loose. Let it flow and analyze, but don't put things in a box. And don't try and restrain any of the possibilities to fit into a certain narrative or mindset or storyline. Okay, let's flow into another form of channeling um, that's often used to what we call for psychic readings, and that is psychometry. And psychometry is a practice of receiving information off of an object. So I've got that right there in the Ultimate Guide to Channeling. We talk about it. And it's a pretty simple form of channeling. But I will say the one thing to really remember is you want to be open to the experience. You want to just have fun and play with it and don't overanalyze or put pressure on yourself because whenever we're putting pressure on ourselves, it can skew the reading and in fact, it can actually block the entirety of it. Um, your body can kind of freeze up and then you're not able to receive the information. So with psychometry, after you prepare your space, Tune in, create a nice field of light around you. You would then tune into an object. And I do kind of like to just take a little view of it, put my hand up to it, make sure it's something I want to hold um, because it's probably very charged with energy if this is the piece that the recipient brought to you to read off of. And then you hold it. You touch it or you hold it in your hand. And close your eyes and just feel let your clair senses activate. You might feel an emotion, a frequency, a memory of your own that is really similar to the imprinted energy on the object. If you're clairvoyant, you can have visions around it. If you're clairaudient, you might hear messages around it. And then you read, you read the object, you read the energy, and at a minimum, you'll tune into the frequencies that are stored within the object. At an advanced state, you can expand beyond that and feel into the vibration of the owner and let it kind of jumpstart you into a reading for the person that it belonged to or belongs to. And that brings us into another place, um, kind of morals and ethics around readings. So it's my personal philosophy and style that I don't read for somebody else that isn't there or has not requested the reading unless they're missing or they've already crossed over and they're, you know, we're actually tuning into one of their objects to make a connection and be able to share information from them on the other side. So very rarely will information come through that shares anything about somebody who's not the person sitting for the reading Although I will say if it's somebody, if it's a parent asking for information for their minor children, they can receive information. If it's a spouse and they're looking for information about the relationship or the, um, the health or the safety, that sort of thing can come through. And just know that your guides, and you leave it to the discretion of your guides to really just give you the information that's appropriate to share But I don't go and poke and pry and ever try and read anybody's energy without their permission unless it's something that's delivered in a message to support them and it comes from a higher power. Hi beautiful, I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. This is just a short reminder that this podcast is brought to you in part by Spiritschoolonline.com where you can find certification courses, life-enhancing experiences, and free guided meditations. So pop on over to spiritschoolonline.com and check out all that we have to offer today. And while you're looking at your device, please go ahead and tap those five stars above to help other listeners like yourself find the podcast. So flowing next to another form of readings, um, we have the aura readings. I really like the aura readings. They do require more advancement with your intuitive abilities. One form of reading auras is when you take a photo. And I had a reader years ago, before I moved away, that I really, really loved. And she could do the most magnificent, thorough, and in-depth readings off of the aura photography. And it was spot on every time so this is one way to read the auras and she had her own way of it and she would just channel in the messages using the photograph as a visual representation of my energetic patterning in my auric field but if you are clairvoyant you can do that without a photograph and you can do that with the receiver sitting in front of you or you can clairvoyantly view through time and space as a remote viewer and uh, doing a remote session. And that's what I do typically because most of the sessions that I offer currently are remote sessions. And so sometimes I'll close my eyes and sometimes I keep them open. And if my eyes are open, it's as if I see a hologram in front of me. And if they're closed, I see the hologram or the vision in my mind's eye. And I just do a scan of their aura And every time I see something, I will ask my guides, I'll ask the angels, what is that about? And I share it with the client. And it really can bring an awareness and a healing, a confirmation, and additional information to support their path, where they are, if there's anything they need to let go of, if there's clearing work that needs to be done. And we springboard off of that. So once you have a nice, deep aura, reading and I share with them what's coming through, what I'm seeing, what it represents. Then I ask if they have any additional questions about the information that I've just shared. And following that, were there any specific questions they had already planned for the reading that we did not address? So I do like the aspect of aura readings because when you're reading the aura, you're reading the energy signature. And I almost prefer to not have a photograph and just even to read remotely so that I don't get distracted by the physical appearance and um, anything in the room, I'm just reading the energy. And when you read the energy, you get a clear, pure vision. And in that pure vision, you sometimes see things that shouldn't be there, and you can clear that and let it go. So one of the ways of channeling is through auric readings. I find it to be really enjoyable, very supportive, and you can get super in-depth with it because after scanning the aura, next you can go through all the chakras. You can go through the organs. You can really clairvoyantly view any aspect of the client's earth life reality, spiritual family, spiritual reality, past life experiences, and sometimes it starts just by tapping in and getting an essence and a feel, being acquainted with their energy through reading their aura. One of the most popular ways of channeling is called relay channeling. And I never even ever called it that. I just called it getting a reading. (laughs) Where you go and you sit down with somebody or you take a phone call, you can ask a question or not, but they just start streaming information. It just starts flowing through. And streaming information is a part of relay channeling, I feel. I feel like it can sometimes start as relay channeling and then flow into streaming and go back. So the difference, here we go, the really specific difference is relay channeling is when the channel hears a message or receives a message and then repeats it or translates it and puts it in their own words and shares it. There's a situation with that that isn't my favorite as a receiver because we all have our own way of describing things, Um, especially if we're using symbology or analogies. We all have our own way of describing things, and so sometimes it can get lost in translation to the specifics, the fine-tuned specifics of the reading. But that's relay channeling, and it's a nice place to start and if there are any questions, then you would just follow up with questions to get clarity. Streaming takes it a little bit further. When we're streaming, it's almost as if it's like it's just flowing out of our mouth. Please don't interrupt till I'm done because I'll lose track of my place and forget it. And the information just comes claircognizantly from our mind or telepathically or we're so relaxed that we just tune in and let it flow through. And in that space of streaming, we're still consciously present, we're sitting upright, our eyes are open, we feel grounded in our body, our aura is expanded and full, and the frequency is flowing through. So streaming is different than relay channeling because in streaming, you'll find that the cadence can change a little bit, Um, You want to speed it up or slow it down because when you stream, the information comes through so fast that you might have to make yourself slow down, (laughs) be sure to record it, so you or the recipient can go back and listen again. And in streaming, you will find that there will be words that maybe don't make sense to you. They're not a part of your vocabulary. The cadence, the grammar, all of it can be a little bit different. And as you're streaming, you might notice your body start to sway. Your body start might start to move and respond to the energy that's around. So streaming then can be enhanced. And as the energy comes around and comes closer, if you have trained to do trans-channeling or you're in the process of learning about it, I would highly recommend that you be very consciously aware of the source of the information feel comfortable with the energy having met this frequency before meaning the spirit guide or angel star being maybe it's your higher self it's always nice to transchannel your higher self so let that frequency come a little bit closer filling your aura a little bit more and when we transchannel we do start to feel like we've lifted up and out of the body or that we've gone deep almost as if we're in a hypnotic state. So there's two different ways that I sometimes experience it and I have experienced it. For myself, typically, it's where I feel like I'm expanding out of the body. And in trans-channeling, so you can find like you're semi-conscious and it's just the altered state of consciousness that's a bit deeper than streaming, and when you come out of streaming, when you come out of trance-channeling, you may or may not remember everything. You might remember pieces, and you might not remember anything at all, but you can be left with the frequency and the vibration, having an understanding of the general message of the reading itself. So in trance-channeling, you're letting the information flow through, and as they ask any questions, it just starts pouring out of you. It's It's like you would have to specifically make an intention to let it stop. (laughs) So there it goes. And that is trans-channeling. Another form of channeling with readings is automatic writing. And I kind of skipped over that, but I do want to go back to it before we get to the most advanced. So automatic writing I think is very natural and many of us do this all the time. But if you're not a big writer, you don't journal a lot or feel a need to write poetry or anything like that. It's just not your favorite or your more well-versed area of channeling and using that modality to connect in. Then you might try automatic writing after the oracle cards. And automatic writing is letting all of the information pour out from you. So you kind of start to unpack what's going on in your system and um, doing this uh, presenting of your own thoughts and questions and see what comes through as ideas and inspiration, information and messages that you have already notated within yourself. It's already floating in your field. You just put it now on paper or you channel it through automatic typing on a keyboard and you just let it flow and pour out of you. Then it gets deeper. Then you can present a question and connect in with a guide or an angel, Um, whomever you are working with. Tune into the source where you would love to receive information from and then ask for additional information, insights, anything around the topic or if there's a message that you didn't even think to ask about and see what flows through. You've already primed your space, the energy's already open, you're already flowing and it's just going. So you flow into then this automatic writing where more intel comes through and it's coming from a place beyond your human self, beyond the consciousness of the ego and the awareness of what we are afforded just in the day-to-day grounded reality. And this information can often flow through with the energetic signature and vibration. So if you start to feel lightheaded, be sure to ground yourself after and maybe slow the pace and ask your team to step back a little bit out of your aura, (laughs) just a little bit, and let the information flow through. Similarly to the oracle cards or if you're audio recording a streamed or channeled message, um, the benefit to the automatic writing is you have the information in physical form that you can then reference back to. And you can actually analyze it and study it and go deeper and highlight places and notate next to messages, any more information that comes through. And so it's really nice to have automatic writing because you can absorb and flow and let the frequencies come in to support you. And then you can also go back and review and expand upon the messages and the information. Well, this brings us to one of the most advanced forms of channeling and this is advanced physical vocal channeling. And what is that all about? Well, it's advanced because you really want to have initiated an activation and increased the maturity and reception of your chakras and your clair gifts. So that's a lot of words. We'll break it down. Every chakra supports a clear gift. So the more that you work towards healthy, energetic body, a healthy chakra system, you'll find that your intuition through all of the clear senses increases. And when you use the physical channeling, you will find that all of your chakras light up as you are priming for the session. And then they kind of hold the space. They they hold the space because they're lit up. They feel to be very grounded or solid in that the vibration is very concentrated in that location and it stabilizes you. So you want to have a lot of stability in your lower chakras and in your physical body to hold your body as you prepare to physically channel. Um, especially this form of vocal channeling. And to do that, I sit in a chair. Um, That's the best way. Chakras aligned, sitting in a chair, or lotus pose on the ground. So you have your system of your energetic anatomy. You find that you've worked with it for a while. You've already activated it. It's at a good state of maturity. And you're able to use that to support the experience. And then you're going to work with vocal channeling. And I describe it in great detail in the Ultimate Guide to Channeling. Um, We have many exercises for the different forms of channeling, and they all build upon one another to then get you to this point. And in my own practice, I started out with energy therapy, which having done that for close to a decade... Really primed my energy field. My clair gifts had already enhanced. I was using all of my clair senses and um, doing different forms of readings and holding space in the energy therapy place, um, some advanced forms of energy therapy. So, when it came to it was time for me to really find an interest and want to try out the vocal channeling, it came very, very natural. And again, I want to stress that it was a different time in space. And the energy on Earth right now is increasing. So you might find that you do not need a full decade of preparation, (laughs) but you want to make sure that your energy body is prepared, that you are mentally and psychologically prepared, that you have a good community or support system around you to support you, Um, non-judgmental, but discerning. And you want to make sure that the information that comes through makes sense, that it's loving, it's compassionate, it's supportive. And these are all safety checks, you could say, things to help keep you grounded and with reality. And there are also ways to know that double-check that you are working with a high form of consciousness, uh, being a spirit of light or light itself, the source frequency of God, your higher self, archangel, whomever you might be channeling. But when we are physically, vocal channeling, for myself, I do go out of the body. Um, a little part of me can stay in or there's a thread that tethers me to the body, and I still stay in the aura. I am just to the side of the physical body. And as I'm breathing and preparing, there's a transition that takes place where the beings that I have already made an acquaintance with, invited in, were already speaking telepathically, and we, as partners, Um, have a transition (laughs) we as partners allow for emerging to take place where they come closer into my aura closer into my body start to use my lungs and my vocal cords start to breathe and get really comfy and situated and once i feel that they are really comfy and situated i will take the next um or the last step out of the body as far as I will go and so if this means that I still keep 2% of me in the body that will be the last step I maintain 2% in and the rest will step out of the body and the body is protected it is safe it's sitting up it is breathing um, they begin to move the body and they begin to use my vocal cords so The really fun thing for me about vocal channeling is I learn so much. And in vocal channeling, as you progress and you become more fluent in it, in the process in itself, you will find that words and messages can just come out of your mouth and then you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's really unique. That's cool. Or, wow, okay, I have some more questions around that. Can you elaborate? Can you share more? And so then... I typically will ask that telepathically and then there they flow with more information. But that's where it has advanced to. So as I was starting out, it was kind of a slow process because I kept interrupting (laughs) and I wanted to know more and more and my guides were so sweet. It was a part of our coming together. It was a part of developing our relationship and the communications and the way that we work together for the physical vocal channeling. When that was happening, at the beginning, I would hear the message telepathically in my head, almost like a nanosecond before it came out of my mouth. So that was really unique and really fun. Sometimes it happens now, but mostly I hear it as I'm speaking, and in that same moment, what it's advanced to is that I'm hearing it as it's coming out of my voice, and then they are showing me behind the scenes, the pictures. I see pictures and visions. It's like a silent movie that's being narrated, and I also feel emotions. So as I mentioned, all of the clara senses are activated, so they're also signaling to me the fullness of the message through an emotion. Sometimes I'll feel a particular chakra just light up, or it's been touched by this frequency to share with me an essence of the message. And that is one of the strongest benefits, I have to say, of vocal channeling. So in vocal channeling, the essence and vibration comes through, and in any form of vocal channeling, whether it's streaming, relay channeling, trance channeling, or advanced channeling, The intention and the message delivered is enhanced by the vibrational aspect of sound. And sound brings it to life. When you hear sound, you're actually feeling sound and the whole body receives the message. So taking it one step further, advanced physical vocal channeling has an amplified energetic presence. You can feel the vibration of the entity, of the being of the life force, and the light source that is coming through in a very palpable way. So as the channel, you have built up to that. As the recipient, it can be very intense, so you may choose to scoot back a little bit. And the common way of it, if it's a little too intense, is that sometimes... We feel a little woozy, a little seasick. If you're a woman, you might feel a little morning sickness kind of sensation. And it's just that the energy is really strong and your energy body is saying, whoa, what is that? That's new. It's a bit intense for me. And it just literally looks like a ripple that can go out and ripple through your aura. So back up just a little bit to soften that reception as the receiver. But I will say that there's a strong benefit to it because in order to physically channel in this way, you already have prepared the space. Their light is so strong and so bright as it comes in around you, your team is holding the space. It is magnified and amplified to expand through the whole entire room. And if you are working with a large room and a group or a crowd of people You'll find over time that your aura begins to expand more and more to hold the space. And this is the aura around the physical body which is your physical body. But this auric field is enhanced by the light of your team, of angels that might be standing around and especially whomever it is that's coming into your body to share and deliver a message. And this is an advanced form of channeling But it's really lovely. And it's one that you really want to take the proper protocols because you are sharing your space, you are sharing your energy, you are sharing your body with another being. You need to feel comfortable with them. They should be of the highest light and love. Um, Recommended that it be a part of your spirit guides team, your soul family team. And um, often I would definitely say, if not both, to include one or the other of an ascended Master or the Archangels. When you are channeling, when you are working with energies, when you are doing even basic readings of the Oracle cards, always set your space, inviting the highest light of divine love. Ask for protection in that you um, don't pick up any vibrations that aren't healthy or comfortable, from the recipient or the messages that are flowing through that um, they feel like they can be felt in love and then thus delivered in love. So as a channel, always want to deliver in love, even if you have to be firm and set your boundaries. And then at the end of a session, you disconnect and you gently release all connections. So as a physical vocal channel, My team will gently leave my body as I come in. And when you first start out, it can take a long time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Maybe you need to rest and lay down for up to an hour or so to get all the way back in your body because it is like a muscle. You're strengthening it. It's expanding. And then it needs to relax and come back into resting state. And as your aura comes back into resting state, you come back into your body more and more. So make sure you're always grounded at the end and um, and then you would want to release any cords or connections to any energies around. If you're working with another person, just start, gently release the cords and connections to their energetic body from you, if any have formed, and make sure that your guides are all the way out of your aura, which they will be. And then we close with giving thanks, and you would probably have your own way, but there are some great ways to get back in the body. You can play drums, you can eat. Chocolate's great. Some people actually find that um, beer helps them to get back in the body. Um, Spending time in nature, physical visualizations, or even playing a sound therapy instrument that supports the root chakra. So thank you so much for tuning in today as we review some of the aspects of channeling and the different forms that are available to us. I would highly encourage you to give it a try, to look into one or a few and let yourself just enjoy the experience. Don't force, just flow. There's no judgments or analyzation that needs to be so intense that it restricts you. So you want to feel that you can be in your element. And begin by letting the light of your soul shine through, making a connection with your team, and then just practice and have fun. Again, I highly recommend the oracle cards. Starting with oracle cards, have fun. Follow the guidance in the box set, how to clear, program, read and work with them. And just have a great time with it. Know that these tools can be very supportive for you. Your guides and angels can provide information from a higher perspective, but also provide information and in how it plays out in your physical life, and what does that look like, and what does it look like to hold space and be compassionate? What do boundaries look like? Um, you may have three decisions to make. You can tune into each one individually and see and feel all of the aspects about, if you were to go on that timeline, how would that unfold? So thank you so much. I encourage you just to take a moment and let's relax and breathe as this information integrates and flows in. And take a moment and think about one key takeaway. What is one thing that really stuck with you from the information shared today? And is there another aspect that you really felt that was supportive? And as you continue breathing and relaxing, preparing to go about your day, know that this energy, this topic, and the connection to your guides and angels have been enhanced and activated so you may continue to receive messages and supportive insights, guidance, and new ideas that you might find you would love to incorporate or try for the first time to test out the waters in your own channeling practice. Thank you so much for all the beautiful light that you are sharing with yourself and with others. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Hi, this is Amy. And thank you so much for supporting the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast with your kind reviews and five-star likes. This month, you can find the winner of our drawing below in show notes, and each month a new winner will be announced. You can find all of the updated information in show notes, and if you were selected as a winner for a 30-minute energy therapy or reading, you have 30 days to contact me to schedule your appointment. Again, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I'm sharing so much love and happiness and wishing you all a very beautiful day.